Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted and privileged to be studying Sefer Divrei Hayamim with you. We are now going to study the penultimate chapter of Divrei Hayamim, Divrei Hayamim Bet Perak Lamed Hay, uh, the second and final chapter in the saga of Yoshiahu Hamelech. We read about um, uh, his uh, purification. Uh, of the Mikdash and of finding the Sefer Torah and of his uh, humbling himself before God such that the decree against Yehuda was delayed till after he would die. And now Paraklamet Hey Pasuk Aleph. Unlike his great grandfather, Chizkiyahu, um, uh, who, uh, who did the Pesach in the second month, and that was immediately after Taharat HaMikdash here, Yoshiahu oversees and directs a Pesach Lashem in the proper month, the 14th of the first month. And once again, as I mentioned in the context of Pesach, uh, Chizkiyahu back in Perkulamid, uh, Pesach is often used in Jewish history as an inaugural sort of, uh, service. We saw it with the Mishkan, we saw it with the entrance to Eretz Yisrael, we see it with Ezra, we see it with Chizkiyahu, and we see it here with Yoshiahu as well, after the, again, the cleansing of the Mikdash. So the, so, uh, Yoshiahu set the Kohanim on their Mishmeret, meaning on their proper duty, and, uh, set, and strengthened them to Avodat Beit Hashem. He spoke to the Levi'im, who are the ones who explain things to Yisrael? Mivinim, Hakadoshim Ladunai. They were sanctified to God. The impl- implication is that they were not involved in the uh, nefarious avodah zarah that others may have been involved with. Uh, that we that happened in previous generations. Tnu at Aron Hakodesh, Babayit Ashabanash Lomov and David Melech Yisrael in Lachem Asabakatev. This pasuk is very strange. Put the Aron Hakodesh in the house that Shlomo ben David built. You no longer carry on your shoulders. It's very strange because if one were to read this without any context, one would get the impression that the Kohanim have been carrying the Aron ever since uh, it was constructed in the desert. And now, finally, uh, uh, hundreds of years later, perhaps 600 years later, 700 years later, they uh, now have the opportunity to finally put it down in the bite. That, of course... Makes no sense whatsoever, and uh, and contradicts what we read about in Malachim Aleph Parakhet, where the Aron Hakodesh was brought into the Kodesh Hakodeshim and 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 uh, deposited there and stayed there, and the staves stuck out, and they could be seen from through the Parochet, etc. Uh, and that the Aron was there the whole time. So that's why Chazal explained that what this means is that they were going to take the Aron out of the Kodesh Hakodeshim and put it in a special place that Shlomo had built. Uh, to squirrel it away, perhaps in a sense that there was an impending disaster, um, as we heard in the previous parak, and that they wanted the Aron to be hidden away from any uh, conquering uh, conquering peoples. Elachem uh, may mean you carry it out, put it there, and you will no longer carry it again. Now you worship Hashem, you worship His people, you oversee the Avodah, you teach Torah, that's your job. And then set up your families by the, the households by the divisions. As David and Shlomo wrote down and 
directed to divide the Kohanic and Levitic families into their Mishmarot. Stand in the Kodesh based on the households of the five, the divisions. And the same thing for the Levim, divided by their Bate Av. And then, you are going to slaughter the Pesach. And sanctify yourselves and prepare your, your brethren, meaning the non-Kohanim, non-Levim, to do what Hashem commanded. Which means, just like we read about in the case of Yechizkiyahu, it will be the Levim who will be participating with the Kohanim, and the non-Levim will not participate in this at all, um, so Yoshiahu himself donated for everybody, and everybody here seems to be those people who could not afford a Pesach. Tzon, uh, what kind of flock? Kvasim and Bneizim, sheep and goats, uh, for the Pesachim, because Pesachim have to be from male uh, sheep or goats. L'chol ha-nimsa, meaning the people who were found there, meaning who needed it, uh, 30,000. Now, do the math. If there's 30,000 psachim, that means there's going to be roughly 300,000 participants in this, and this is just the ones he donated. Uvakar remember that there's a chagiga that's brought along with it, which is a, which is from the herd, and that's 3,000. That was donated by the king himself. Sarav, so his ministers also gave a contribution, or raised a contribution. They brought animals so that the Kohanim and Levim could also participate in the Pesach with their own. The leaders of the Beit HaMikdash, Chilkiah was the Kohen HaGadol. They gave 2,600 Pesachim for the Kohanim, and 300 cattle. These are the leaders of the Levi'im. They gave 5,000 for the Levi'im. And 500 head of cattle. There's also that the Levi'im could also have their own Pesachim. Everything was established properly. And the Kohanim stood in their position, Levim in by their divisions, according to the way the king directed. So everybody's there, everybody's doing their divisions, everybody has their own the korban, or their family has a korban. And now they slaughtered the Pesach. The Kohanim threw the dam. The Levim <coughs> did the hefshet, the flaying. As we read about Nechizkiah, who's uh, Pesach, the Levim were doing the hefshet, because remember, hefshet is k'sherah bazar, but they wanted only the Levim to participate. The Ola here means that which goes up, not the Korban Ola. Because that was given to the different families for them to bring up, to bring it up on the Mizbeach. Alright, so all the animals have their emurim, the part that goes on the Mizbeach, uh, also from the herd. And now, it was a pasuk that's a little difficult. They cooked the Pesach in fire, which is the law. And this pasuk really is coming to answer a difficulty in a pasuk in Sefer Dvarim. Because, in, uh, of course, in uh, Shemot Yudbet, we're told that the Pesach must be Tzli'esh, it can't be Mavushal Bamayim, it can't be cooked, it has to be roasted. And nonetheless, in Dvarim Tetzayin, it says, Uvishalta v'yachalta, you cook it and eat the Pesach. 
And so the Rayamim is, is coming to explain by Pesach Ba'esh. You cook it in fire, which means roasting can also be called cooked. And that explains the Pasuk in Tvarim. Vakorashim Bishlu, but the Korashim, meaning the Chagigot, the Shlamim, were cooked Basirot in pots, Uvadivadim in bigger pots, Uvatsalichot, open pots, kind of like plates. By a rich and they brought them to all the people. This, of course, was, didn't have to be roasted. And then they prepared for the Kohanim, because uh, for the Kohanim to were bringing up all the korbanot all night, and the Leviim prepared for them. All right, so so um, they had to have their own korbanot brought. What about these singers? The Asaf family, Al Mamadam, Kmitzvat David, as David commanded, Asaf, Eman, Vidutun, Jose, Amelech, those three famous choral leaders, the, the prophets of the king, Vasharim, Lashar, Vashar, and the gatekeepers of Levim were at their Shar. None of them should leave their post, not the Mashorim, not the Shorim. The other Levim prepared for them. So in other words, they could continue singing and watching the gates and doing the Avodah and the Mizbech, the Kohanim. Because other Kohanim and other Levim were taking care of their korbanot that they would then have to eat that night. So all of the Avodat Hashem was prepared to do the Pesach. Bringing up the Olot. As Yushiahu directed. So all of the Israel who were there did the Pesach on that time. And they celebrated Matzot for seven days, the 15th through the 21st. There had not been a Pesach done in that manner since the times of Shmuel, with all of Am Yisrael together, united in purpose, as the Radak says. None of the kings, that doesn't mean Yisrael the north, it means none of the kings had ever done a Pesach like the Pesach Yoshiahu did with the numbers, and the Kohanim and Levim, and everybody participating, and all the residents of Yerushalayim. Of course, we have huge gaps in our information about what happened during the times of the kings, including David and Shlomo, and certainly Shlomo after the Mikdash was built, and Asa, and Yoshafat, and the other righteous kings as far as the Pesach goes. But this was the greatest of all. This is now the 18th year of Yoshiah, which means he's 26, as we saw at the beginning. Na'asa ha-Pesach how this Pesach happened then? After all of this, and Yeshiyahu had built had built the house and prepared that built, meaning had rededicated and purified the house. So the king of Egypt went to war through Israel to go to Karkamish, which is a city that resides on the Euphrates River. Yishayahu came out to meet him on his way through the northern part of Israel. And the, the Egyptian king sent messengers saying, Why are you coming here, Melech Yudah? There's nothing between you and me. Meaning, I'm not coming to you today. I've got a war there. That's where I'm going. And my God has said that he wants to speed me up. And I'm in a hurry. Get out of my way. And then he says, get away from the God that's with me so he doesn't destroy you. Basically saying, stay out of my way, I won't do anything to you, I'm going to go through. And for some bizarre reason, Yoshio did not turn away from him. 
He had already changed his clothes to get into warrior gear. He did not hear the words of Nechom. Now, Elohim could be read one of two very different ways. One is Nechom was claiming that his God was with him, and Yoshiao didn't listen to him, which we would expect. On the other hand, it may be that there was a Navi who came and told him you should listen to him, and he didn't listen. He came to battle in the uh, in the valley of Megiddo. This is the very famous battle in Megiddo, which of course leads to the Nevuah that Yechezkel has in Megi- about uh, Gogol Magog in Megiddo, which of course leads to the very famous uh, later uh, legend of Armageddon, which comes from the same word. Uh, so the archers shot at Yoshiahu, and he told his servants, move me out of here, I'm very injured, I'm injured badly. They took him out of his chariot, they put him on a secondary chariot, perhaps because there was no room in his chariot to lie down, or it was filled with blood, for some reason they moved him to another one, or perhaps to disguise him and get him out. He died, and he was buried in his ancestral grave. Remember, he ruled for 31 years, which is very nice, but remember, he started at 8, which means he died at 39, and he was this great righteous king who had purified the Mikdash and gotten rid of all of the Bamot, gotten rid of, uh, as we hear in Malachim, gotten rid of all of the Bamot Lashem uh, around the country quite permanently. Um, and uh, there's some, actually some interesting finds that uh, began in the 19th century and continue till today of uh, sites of which we refer to as the Rigamim, of sites that ring around Yerushalayim, which were evidently worship sites that were destroyed by, Yosh- by Yoshiahu and filled in in such a way that they could not be used again. And now, a well-known Navi makes his uh, first entrance here in Devarim. Yirmiyahu al Yoshiahu. Yirmiyahu mourns and dirges for Yoshiahu. And the singers, the male and female singers who would sing for Yoshiahu, now turned their songs into dirges. It became a permanent feature for Yisrael. And it's written in Kinot, and this may be a reference to the fourth chapter of Echa, which is referred to as Sefer Kinot. All of Yoshiahu's words and his kind actions as it said, that he followed uh, what it says in Torah, this is again the, the formal formula of the kings here in Divrayamim, his earlier and latter deeds, is written in Sefer Malachim, and again there you could read it. And that leaves us to the last chapter of Divrayamim, which we'll do in the next podcast, and which will take us from the death of Yoshiahu through the destruction and actually through to the, uh, to the uh, call and the declaration of uh, Koresh, but we'll leave that for the next podcast. In the meantime, you should have a wonderful day.